Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to That's On Our TBR, a podcast where two friends who live across the pond from each other talk about all things books. This podcast is not spoiler-free zone, so if you've not read these books, be mindful of spoilers coming ahead. This is not a PG-13 podcast. There will be overzealous swearing, and there will be talk about smutty books. I'm one half of your host, Maddie. And I'm your other host, Hope. Please be aware that some of the topics we're talking about today may be triggering for some listeners. We have included trigger warnings for this book in this episode description, but there will be talks about forced outing, homophobia slash biphobia, and addiction. Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McClinston is a new adult romance novel, originally published in May 14, 2019 by St. Martin's Publishing Group, and has an overall Goodreads rating of 4.2 stars. What happens when America's first son falls in love with the Prince of Wales? When his mother becomes President of the United States, Alex Claremont Diaz was promptly cast as the American equivalent of a young royal. Handsome, charismatic, genius, his image is pure millennial marketing gold for the White House. There's only one problem. Alex has beef with an actual prince, Henry across the pond. When the tabloids get hold of a photo involving an Alex-Henry altercation, US-British relations take a turn for the worse. Heads of family and state and other handlers devise a plan for damage control. Stage a truce between the two rivals. What at first begins as a fake Instagrammable friendship grows deeper and more dangerous than either Alex or Henry could have imagined. Soon Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret romance with a surprisingly unstuffy Henry, that could derail the presidential campaign and upend two nations. It raises the question, can love save the world after all? Where do we find the courage and the power to be the people we are meant to be? And how can we learn to let our true colors shine through? Tropes in this book are celebrity romance, hate to love, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, and forced proximity, and heroes with titles. Where are we going to start with this book, then? Uh, there's just so much to talk about, honestly. So much. I did not expect there to be this much. No, not at all. I definitely tabbed this book. I did not tab this book. I just forgot to start tabbing. It happens. But no, I really enjoyed this book, honestly. It was a slow beginning because it talks a lot about politics. It's like behind the scenes. Yeah. And I don't have any interest in that. I didn't vibe with the politics. It was very heavily influenced by the politics. I just wasn't there for it. And it, a lot of it went over my head. I don't know if it was easier for you because you're American, but I didn't get half of that. That was like, nope. No, it went right over my head. I have no interest. I found it very boring. Until like the very end where they were at like the countdown of getting the state's votes in. That was cool. Seeing her, his mom's victory. Which, but the beginning of it, it went right over my head. I remember when Biden was getting elected, I was messaging you. I had no interest <laughs> in it. And I was just like, Matty, Matty. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. That was stressful because, like, you know, for me, being over here in the U.S., that means a lot. But other than that, it's not not anything too important to me. Yeah, it was just such, like, a weird thing because you were, like, my only American friend. And I was like, this is the only person I know that this is going to, like, impact. 
and I was like okay this is gonna impact Matty I need to message her and every time something came in I'm like because I had it on my laptop and I was like right okay no not him that's fine okay yay no blue <laughs> no ah and half of it was just like over my head but I just kept like checking in with you <laughs> Yeah, we kept sending yeah. each other photos of, like, the graph and stuff. Yeah. Like, and they would change colors. And I remember going, like, oh, my gosh, like, stressed out. I don't know what time it was for you. It was, like, and 3 a.m. Yeah, I was, like, oh, my gosh, you stayed up and, like, really watched it with me. Yeah. It was so stressful because I was literally sitting on my bedroom floor going, like, oh, my God, how's this campaign going to go? I don't get into it or anything like that. This is probably as much as this podcast is ever going to talk about politics. Yeah. I never I honestly don't ever talk about politics so for this book only the politic talking will be what's discussed in the book <laughs> besides that little adventure I, I totally remember that as like a key memory yeah I was like oh my gosh you're actually like watching this with me <laughs> it was like a cool memory for our friendship yeah and like very early on too yeah which was honestly like kind of funny for me I'm like, why would you be interested in this? But at the same time, it was nice because it's like, oh, like you kind of get to see a little bit of what we were dealing with at the time. Yeah. But back to the book. Yeah. Happier notes. (laughs) So I want to talk about the very beginning because this was like my first OMG moment was the wedding cake disaster. Who spends that much money on a cake? Like, I'm not being funny. This is one of the things that I draw the line at is the fact, like, in England we pay taxes. And is this book suggesting that our taxes go towards that fucking cake? Yes. (laughs) To clarify, the cake was $75,000. That is ridiculous. And I'm just imagining, like, this huge-ass cake that, like, is towering to the ceiling of this venue that they're at. Yeah. That's a lot of cake. And it's on the floor. On the floor, all over Henry and Alex, which that was the f- like funniest little bit. And I'm glad <laughs> like the book started out that way because when I read that, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like mm-hmm. I just could picture that in my head so vividly. Mm. So my kind of first thing was, how did you feel about this book being in Alex's point of view? Would you have preferred it to be in Henry's point of view? Would you have preferred a dual point of view? I kind of feel like it would have been cute as a dual point of view because I really at some points wasn't asked about the politics and about his mum and about all that drama. I kind of would have maybe liked a split, but that's just me. No, I would have liked a dual point of view as well. The politic parts that were boring, that could have been a point of view of Henry and his dealings like in the UK and his grandmother I wanted to see more of his mom too yeah because I know she had like a huge struggle within the book until later on where she steps up which we'll get into more later on but I don't know like if there was a sequel I would definitely buy it just so I can at least get more of Henry's point of view I feel like it's important for the two of us personally to pick up on the Star Wars references yes please I loved it yes I'm, let me find my tabs. Yes. Okay, I think the first one, let me... I have a lot of tabs, so... <laughs> do apologize. Okay, so the first one I noticed was on page 52. And it says, It's got the Han and Leia kissing it. You meet Yoda. Han is at the top of his game. Fucking Lando. Like, it just keeps going on. I think they're talking about their favorite movies yeah so i think it starts 
Henry says, yes, I do like Star Wars, and my favorite is Return of the Jedi. Oh, Alex says, wow, you're wrong. So yeah, the the first Star Wars reference is them comparing what's the best movie. Yeah. Um, and that was so cute. I just kind of love that they were debating Ewoks. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love really Ewoks. I love that part. So I was happy that they kind of poked fun of that, like yeah. their own opinion. I'm like, no, you really need to like Ewoks. They're cute. Let me find the quote. I said real quick, but let me, let me just give me a second. Flicking through. Flicking through. Oh, here's my highlight. My tab is, one does not foster a lifelong love of Star Wars without knowing an empire isn't a good thing. I thought that was cute because it kind of talks about, like, that one was a reference to politics. Yeah. Um, but I like how they did it in the Star Wars way. It was cute. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll let that pass. <laughs> I did find it hard sometimes. Like, it took so long to get through the chapters. I was like, chapter, like, 30-page chapters, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it took me, what, almost, like, two weeks to read this or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it the the thirty page chapters really put me off. Same, and I think it could have been like shorter chapters and a lot more, if that makes sense. Yeah, to make it feel easier to read. Something that I think broke up long chapters was when we had those like text messages and the email exchanges, and I thought they were really cute. Yes, I I really like the mixed media in the book. I thought that was a really nice little break because the chapters were so long. I was like, all right, I'm ready for a text message or an email to show up in one of the chapters just to kind of like break up the the long storyline. And you really get to see both of their personalities pop out through the text messages because the sarcasm was there. And I enjoyed that a lot. Me too. And I loved the kind of references to the time difference because I'm like, yep, I, I get that. Yeah, I really do. You're like, oh, you're up so early in the morning. Be like, yep, mm-hmm. yep, because the time difference. Yeah. Also, in the emails, when they would do quotes from, like, the classics or other just, like, LGBT-friendly characters, I'm like, that is so cute. That was so great. It was just so perfect. I just, I really loved the mixed media. It was a nice touch. I wish there was more, honestly. I feel like it really did break up the chapters and it would have been nice to just see something break up the very start of the book, maybe, because it was a lot of narrative. Yeah, like, there's a lot of details from inside Alex's head. Yeah, because you don't actually get, like, the text messages don't start until page 73. Yeah, it's a long time. (laughs) Which is chapter three. Yeah, Yeah, a long time. I think, isn't chapter three the first text message about, like, the turkeys around Thanksgiving time for Alex? No, it's, I hate that tie. What tie? The one in that Instagram you just posted. What's wrong with it? It's only grey. Exactly. Try patterns sometime. And stop frowning at your phone like I know you're doing right now. Patterns are considered a statement. Royals aren't supposed to make statements with what they were. Do it for the gram. Oh. I just received a five kilo parcel of Ellen Claremont campaign buttons with your face on them. Is this your idea of a prank? Just trying to brighten up that wardrobe, sunshine. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was like that first moment where we saw like the banter that we knew where it was going. Yeah, I loved it. I love their sarcasm. I kind of switched off. Like, Alex would be the very sarcastic one. 
in like one text message or email chain and then the next it would be Henry. You got to see like their dual personalities. I know, I was kind of happy to see that Henry was more than just a boring royal. It showed him have more depth as a character and it was quite nice. Like, oh my gosh, he has a personality? He's not just a royal, he's <laughs> actually some- He's not just British! <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think one of my favourite text exchanges has to be with the turkeys, though. Yeah, the turkeys! Gobble gobble! I absolutely love the turkey scene. It was the best, I think, out of the whole entire book. I actually laughed out loud on this one. So did I. And I loved it because it was... You hadn't got up to that part yet. And I know I was like ahead of you. So I um, I was like, just watch out for the turkeys. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean turkeys? Like, I didn't even think about like the holiday we have here or anything like that. And I'm like, why are we getting into turkeys? I thought this was like a romance. I was so lost. But then when I got to the scene... I was like, oh my gosh, it was that's just, what she was talking about. <laughs> it's just so great. It's, that night, as Alex stares into the cold, pitiless eyes of the prehistoric beast of prey, he has a few regrets. So Alex text message saying, they know. They know I have robbed them of their five-star accommodations to sit in a cage in my room. In the minute I turn my back, they're going to feast on my flesh. And then he's considering finding a couch to sleep on. But what if these demons from hell break out of their cages and murder each other during the night when he's supposed to be watching them? Breaking. Both turkeys found dead in bedroom of first son of America. Turkey pardon cancelled in disgrace. First son of America. A satanic turkey ritual killer. <laughs> on page 78, and like Alex is trying to like prove to Henry that the turkeys are evil. Yeah. He hears a rustling over the phone and pictures Henry in his heather grey pyjama shirt, rolling over in bed, maybe switching on a lamp. Let's hear this cursed gobble then. Okay, brace yourself. He says, and he switches to speaker and gravely holds out the phone. Nothing. Ten long seconds of nothing. Truly harrowing. Henry's voice says tinly over the speaker. It... Okay, this is not representative. Alex says hotly. They've been gobbling all fucking night, I swear. Sure they were, Henry says, mock gently. No, hang on, Alex says. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one to gobble. He hops off the bed and edges up to Cornbread's cage, feeling very much like he's taking his life into his own hands, and also very much like he has a point to prove, which is an intersection at which he finds himself often. Um, he says. How do you get a turkey to gobble? Try gobbling, Henry says, and see if he gobbles back. Alex blinks. Are you serious? We hunt loads of wild turkeys in the spring, Henry says sagely. The trick is to get into the mind of the turkey. How the hell do I do that? So, Henry instructs, do as I say. You have to get quite close to the turkey, like physically. Carefully, still cradling the phone close, Alex leans towards the wire bars. Okay. Make eye contact with the turkey. Do you have it? Alex follows Henry's instructions in his ear, planting his feet and bending his knees so he's at Cornbread's eye level. A chill running down his spine when his own eyes lock on the beady black little murderer eyes. Yeah. Right, now hold it, Henry says. Connect with the turkey. Earn the turkey's trust. Befriend the turkey. Okay. Buy a summer home in Mallorca with the turkey. Oh, I fucking hate you. Alex shouts as Henry laughs at his own idiotic prank. 
and his indignant flailing startles a loud gobble out of cornbread, which in turn startles a very unmanly scream out of Alex. God damn it! Sorry, what? Henry says. I've been stricken deaf. You're such a dick. Okay, that'll do. Ooh, I have a quote! There was a quote that I highlighted. They're still talking about the turkeys on the phone. And I liked how he's like, the turkeys aren't going to Jurassic Park you. You're not the bloke from Steinfeld. You're Jeff Goldum. Or Goldblum? How do you pronounce it? It's on 82. Oh, I'm on fucking 80. I just want to point that out. I just love this whole, like, dynamic that they have. And it is quite early on. Like, it's in the first 100 pages, but it just takes so long to get there. But then it also kind of, like, introduces them sending photos back. Because he sends a photo of the turkey. And then Henry sends a picture of his pets. I just love the turkey. Me too. (laughs) In person, they're not cute. But no. the scene was immaculate. Yeah, right. I'm not being funny, but we do need to talk about Pez. Yeah, no, seriously. That's what I just turned to, <laughs> was Pez's introduction. He's so great. I know. He's such like a party animal, too, and I really like that. Yeah. And him and what's what's his sister's name? June? Yeah, Pez and June. Yeah. Sorry, it's been like a couple seconds, so the, the her name is not familiar. I mean, like, there's a month named after her, but, like, (laughs) it wasn't my first thought. But, no, Pez and June are so cute. I know. And I just, it's the fact that then later there's, like, that threesome with Nora, and I was like, oh, didn't expect that, but also I'm I'm here for it. And that was a total surprise for me. I wasn't expecting it because I thought Nora would be, like, the singled one. She wouldn't want anything to do with any, any other characters. Especially since she's, like, so into the numbers. I know, I think because, so Nora was also bisexual and she dated Alex. I think it was June that surprised me. Pez didn't surprise me because to me, Pez was just like, he, in a nice way, he was just down for anything. Like, just give him some alcohol, send him to a party and he'll do whatever the fuck he wants. Oh yeah, no, he's the party animal of the group for sure. And then it was just June. And the fact that in the book, don't they say something about how June had seen her naked? And I was like, oh, okay, that was the confirmation that I needed. Oh my gosh, wait, I might have missed that. I don't know if maybe it was, like, it was later in the book. Maybe it was something about, like, her having a nice body. I don't think it was something as dramatic as I've seen you naked. But it was, the, the, the insinuation was there. Oh, uh, okay, that's probably why I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> It was probably just, like, a casual thing, and I just totally looked over it. But, you know, I was not expecting Nora to get into it. I like Nora. Me too. She was so nerdy, and I, I love that. Yeah. Because, like, for me, I'm I'm nerdy when I love, I love numbers. I like seeing the aspect of, like, diagrams and everything. And so to kind of see that infiltrated into, like, the storyline of a character was really cute. Yeah. I just like the nerdy stuff. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. Before we stray too far from threesomes, we need to kind of talk about the sex scenes in this book. Oh my god. Were you confused on the first one? I was confused a few times. Because like when the like the first sex scene was mentioned, I was confused with who was doing what. Kind of all over the place. I think there was times where I was like, oh, wait, and then something else would be said, and I was like, nope, that switched it up. And then it was very much like, I'm glad it wasn't just me, because I was a bit confused about who was, like, the top and who was the bottom at times. But maybe I just didn't pay as much attention as I should have. Yeah. At least to the first, like, first two of them, I would say. Yeah. 
I knew it was getting like spicy in the book, but I was so confused. And I think I focused more on my confusion. But later on in the book, it gets better. I think, to be honest, I was not, it wasn't that I was disappointed. I expected more. If I was expecting kind of Sarah J Mass level, maybe, because everyone was like, oh my God, and it's so like spicy. And then even, I mean, my copy's even got a quote from Taylor Jenkins Reid, and it's like, outrageously fun, romantic, sexy, witty, and thrilling. And I just didn't get that kind of, there was the tension, but I didn't just get like the spice that everyone sort of implied that there was. Yeah, I think the spice that's implied is like, it's mentioned quite a few times, but it's not, it's not as graphic as Sarah J Maas or the other authors that we've read. But I think that's what I was expecting from kind of all the hype that there was. Yeah, like the graphic sex scenes, but really it was like, oh no, they're just doing it from like a couple pages and that's it. But it was nice the way it was. I just, it wasn't, I was disappointed in obviously what we were given, I guess. Underwhelmed from the hype. I think I was underwhelmed from the hype a lot with this book, to be honest. Yeah, I get that. Especially when there's like thousands of people talking about it. Yeah. And rating it such a high one. And then you go into it after that hype's kind of died down. Yeah. But I think I understand some of the hype because obviously this book's really good for like the representation because you've literally got Henry is gay, Alex is bisexual, Nora's bisexual, one of the gods, I think Amy, was she transgender? I know Maybe. Amy had a wife. I know Amy had a wife. On page 375, after he makes his first son, Alexandra Claremont Diaz, is addressed from the White House. After he makes that speech, it says, In the middle of a broadcast, Amy at the front of the cheering crowd wearing June's yellow History Her t-shirt and a trans flag pin. Next to her, Cash with Amy's wife on his shoulders in what Alex can now tell is the jean jacket Amy was embroidering on the plane in the colours of the pansexual flag. Oh, I need to tab that now. I remember that, but I didn't realise. I just think it's really cute that it's cute the representation in this book is amazing yeah just the fact that they included so henry was gay nora's bisexual alex is bisexual amy is trans and a lesbian i just thought it was really cute the representation but it wasn't in your face yeah it's very subtle um can we talk about the first kiss yeah was that after the new year's party that was at the at the new year's party i thought yeah, that's what I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found yeah. my quote. <laughs> so I'm going through, like, I'm trying to go through each thing. Because, like, they invite him to the ball or New Year's party in America, right? Yeah. It was uh, for the American Gala. And this is kind of, like, where he's, this is before he's having his moment of, oh, shit, am I not straight moment? <laughs> Henry goes outside. And Alex is, like, barely interested. He's like, oh, where's he going? And full-on trips over a bench, which I found so funny. Because it's like, oh, you're trying to be sneaky. Oh, let's just be quirky real quick and trip. Yeah. And the sudden kiss was really cute. It was. It was It was so unexpected. But obviously, we knew it was going to happen eventually. But to be honest, I didn't think it was going to be Henry that instigated it. Oh, no. I thought Henry would be, like, the innocent one in the book. Yeah. He was not. There was nothing princely about him. No, they were both so feisty and I loved it. And it was giving everything. Mm -hmm. But no, I have a quote that I highlighted, or many quotes, but on the same page. And Henry starts with, I'm saying that I have people who interest me. 
but I shouldn't pursue them, at least not in my position. And then Alex responds, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then Henry replies, Christ, you're as thick as it gets. (laughs) And he grabs Alex's face in both hands and kisses him. And that was the cutest moment I think I I at least got from this book a first on. Yeah. Besides cute and funny text. And you kind of get to see that, like, Henry is not a softy whatsoever. Like, he has the balls to make the first move. You get to see it in the text messages later on. Yeah. He, he's got something up his sleeve. Like, he's not <laughs> afraid to joust. Yeah. But then I think that also kind of gives Alex, like, his, his uh, kind of, like, straight freak out moment where he's like, Maybe I don't just like girls. No, that was that was a bi panic moment. For real, that was definitely his bi panic. Like, oh my god! But I feel like he's (laughs) been having that bi panic since that like magazine that he took when he was like thirteen. Oh my gosh! And it was mentioned throughout the book too. Yeah, and I liked how June like kind of tortured him with it. Yeah. So I really like June and Alex's like relationship as siblings. It was kind of refreshing. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. I see it's cute a lot, but I truly mean it. Because <sighs> I, I can't. I like sibling relationships a lot in books, but I'm an only child, so that might be why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an only child. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> have no explanation. <laughs> have no explanation for that. <laughs> Can we please talk about Oscar versus Ellen? Yes, please. I don't like her. She is a terrible mother. She, okay. Most of the book, very terrible. There was one part basically whenever she comforted him at the very end of like being accepting that he's bisexual decent other than that i hated her hated her i don't think she had an issue with him being bisexual i just don't think she handled all the other situations very well she didn't sort of go oh shit my son's been outed it was more fuck my son's ruined my presidential campaign yeah and how like she focused heavily on like her campaign when he's struggling to find like his sexuality like you're and then she's like oh no like this is ruining my reputation i can't let that happen that was just that was wrong but then the barbecue and he's like oh yeah i invited henry and oscar's just like chill yeah no oscar was amazing he was he's the best dad yeah i wish (laughs) Mm-hmm. Let me go to the barbecue because I want to revisit that scene. Mm-hmm. I gotta find the page. It's on page 251. So I highlighted like the initial part where it says, Oscar slaps his hands into Henry's. I hope you're ready to fucking party. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, yeah, that was my initial take of Oscar being like the coolest dad in the entire world. He was so down for it. Like meeting Henry and accepting Alex's um, sexuality. I think what surprised me was, I gotta be honest, his dad says, I thought the prince would be more of a candy ass. Not bad for a European, better than half the idiots June's brought home. Alex's hands freeze and his head jerks back to his dad, who's still stirring with his heavy wooden spoon, face impartial. Half the girls you've brought around too. Not better than Nora though, she'll always be my favourite. What, you're not as subtle as you think. Does your ma know? Yeah, I told her a couple weeks ago. 
how'd she take it? I mean, she doesn't care that I'm bi. She freaked out it was him. There was a PowerPoint. That sounds about right. And it's just like, he doesn't care. And he's not asked that he's bi or that it's the prince where his mum's just like, okay, here's a PowerPoint presentation. Here's some pamphlets on being bisexual. And like, this is how we're going to work it. It was just, there was no emotion in it where his dad's like, yeah, fuck it. Might as well. It goes against what I was brought up to believe, but you're my kid. And he literally says just, oh, it's just perfect. Not to me anyway. I see you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Slash like his dad kind of knew too, like. Yeah. He like he secretly knew, but he was waiting for Alex to come out to him. Yeah, I feel like that's so sweet. Yeah. Oscar, he he's the best. Yeah. Oh, fuck Alex's mom. <laughs> she was just so rude and like harsh. I just didn't like her. No, I didn't. She was too serious and formal about everything. That and she cared way too much about her campaign than she cared about her own son. Mm-hmm. And even June, and like they mentioned in the book, didn't pay a lot of attention to them. There was a lot of neglect. Yeah. Throughout their whole childhood, and even present in this story, that kind of sucks. Yeah. We rate Oscar five stars, and Ellen 1.2. I can't give her much credit at all. (laughs) The last bit. Okay, so we, we love Oscar, we don't like Ellen, Catherine. Mm, kind of love Catherine, not gonna lie. I wish we'd see more of her, but I understand, like, her grief was sort of, like, part of the reason that we didn't and, like, needed... She needed that grief for Henry to then be the way he was, and it was that kind of, like, everything moment. No. Catherine needed her moment of peace and quiet and her grief. Mm -hmm. But when she came out some feisty with the queen i know that's when i was like okay Catherine, i stand you (laughs) you're you're getting five stars because like at the beginning i was like you're just not giving we're not we don't see you in the book we know you're grieving but when she stood up to the queen and was like nope i'm actually gonna become a parent i'm gonna become a part of my kids lives again and actually become like a standing royal i was like okay queen like you you get the queen title i wish we would have gotten more of her at the end i think i give Catherine four stars just because as much as i understand that she was grieving so were her kids yeah and it's it's hard like as a parent it's not so formal like i have like any idea what this is about but as a parent i don't feel like you can completely isolate your own children yeah everyone's grieving process is different and yeah. you know but i'm glad that she comes together at the end of the book yeah to like realization hey i really haven't been there for you guys but i'm on it and then she becomes like a super mom at the end being like all right henry you have everything it was cute yeah. on to happy notes the fact that henry literally falls out of the closet <laughs> that was hilarious that was amazing oh Zara was like, uh, uh, what the fuck? I can't be saying this. No, 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 no. And she's like, okay, Alex, get your shit together. We gotta figure this out. And Henry's just sitting there going like, oops, my bad. (laughs) It was so cute. It was so great. I just, it was like, those happy moments were great. And then I just didn't expect like the twist of the leap. And then like having to do June and Henry's fake relationship. And it was all a lot. And I was so sad. 
speaking of like relationships, can I skip and go all the way to Zara? I expected. I knew. I had a feeling. I did not. Maybe I I'm just being stupid and <laughs> like not like foreshadowing anything. And it actually took me by surprise. <laughs> no, I had my suspicions. I don't know why. Or I didn't even think there was anything that implied it. I was just suspicious. Yeah. We need to talk about the fact that Alex flies to London to confess his love and gets all like romantic in the rain. And it's that moment in a film where they're just like, and it doesn't happen. And it kind of disappoints me that they don't have this moment in the rain. But obviously I understand he's a prince. So therefore he can't have this big outlandic moment outside. But when he's just like, I can just imagine him all drenched in the rain being like, I love you. Why don't you love me? And just being so dramatic. Yeah. I, I honestly was kind of like picturing like uh, Princess Diaries. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, it was so freaking cute that and was... romantic. And I, I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I want the dramatic confession and the effort that was put into it. He was like, I'm here. I did not just fly all the way here to be escorted out like yeah. I need to speak to Henry now like he it was such a big deal and it was everything it was it was great it was just perfect and then just I think that moment was just one of those feels moments okay so we've done Alex and Henry now we need to comment on the super six hey, hey we love the super six they went karaokeing I just love it all the party scenes with them and like them you know, at the barbecue in Texas and flying over to London all the time. I was glad that, like, the social media was like, yep, they're the Super Six. Like, yep. this is a thing. It was immaculate. I'm not going to lie. I also love the fact that Henry got really drunk and therefore got really horny and they did it in the bathroom. That was just, and Amy had to stand guard. And I was like, Whoop. no, I loved that scene. Because Bia, she was like, yeah, no, like, we need to get him drunk because he is, like, uncontrollable. When he's drunk, we're gonna drink. (laughs) He just agged him on. I was like, you're such a terrible person. Like, you're such a bad influence. But at the same time, like, I kind of get it because you want to party hard. Yeah. Yeah, that that made everything as well. Making it official Super Six. Yes. Now, after talking about the Super Six, can we talk about the fans and how they made merch? The fan merch. Oh my god, the fan merch. That was so cute. It being like... History, huh? History, huh? It was just the light at the end of the tunnel of all the drama with the leak. And it was like, nope, no one cares. All the fans love it. They're all just so happy for you. And here's the proof. Yeah. Literally, the positive oversees the negative. Yeah. Ugh, do we want to talk about the ending of the book uh, where Alex takes Henry to his child home? Yeah. Which, was that a disappointing ending to you? I was I was a bit underwhelmed with the ending. I don't know if it was because the whole book was like, oh my god, yeah, this is so great. Like, And then they had like all the hype around the fans. But at the end I was, oh, they just went for a... Didn't they just cycled to his childhood home and he opens the door yeah i thought it was kind of cute because it was like they were having this huge moment with his mom 
And then they got to have their own, like, personal moment. Yeah. And then Henry gets an insight into Alex's life a little bit more. I just thought it was a bit boring. I understood, obviously, the emotional and, like, the whole kind of, oh, it's so lovely and, oh, how cute. And I was just like, I needed more. Yeah, I understand that. But, yeah. I mean, did you like the ending? I thought it was I thought it was wholesome. I wouldn't say it was the best in, ending. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about the book in general. It was wholesome. It was nice. But... Definitely wasn't a five stars for me. No, that's what I was about to ask as well. It was like the fact that this book had so much hype. And I remember last year being like, oh my God, I need to read it. I need to read it. And someone got me in like a giveaway on TikTok. And I was like, oh my God, this book. Granted, I only read it now and the hype's died down. So maybe if I'd read it with the hype, I would have felt better. But I just wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't live up to what I expected. Yeah, same unfortunately but it was still really cute and i would recommend people reading it and i've got um i bought one last stop which is her women love women sapphic book which is supposed to be even better there as well and i'm kind of excited about that and it's also got i think time travel in it or something so it sounds really interesting more maybe my thing rather than just pure romance and then i know she has a new one coming out on the 3rd of may i kiss sarah wheeler I'm yeah. excited to get that one too. But that one's set in high school, so I'm a bit dubious. So, mm. yeah, it might be a little harder to relate or just understand. Yeah, especially because I'm like sat there, like, this is an American high school system. I'm so confused. Oh, yeah. Wait, is it really? Well, yeah. Dang. <laughs> so, I mean, because American high schools aren't the best, so. <laughs> I mean, no one writes books about British high schools. <laughs> they really don't. No. <laughs> they should, though. No. No? No. I mean, maybe for more, like, American readers to understand. Because I feel like, like, YA, <laughs> they're so, it's, like, mainly American. Yeah, but, I mean, it's more interesting to read about, like, an American high school. I guess the only thing left to do is rate this book. So what did you give it out of five stars? I gave it a solid three stars. And what about you? I think on Goodreads, I gave it three. But then on Storygraph, I think I gave it 3.5. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a three because, like, I could see where the hype is, but I wasn't, like, super thrilled. And it did take me a while to read it. Yeah. But I, I did like the storyline. I mean, I definitely tabbed a lot in this book. You really did. <laughs> but it's not it's not strong enough for a four stars for me, unfortunately. Okay. I feel, I don't know if it's just I feel bad sometimes giving books like three stars because it seems so little, but then I very rarely give five stars. And therefore, when someone gets like a three star review, they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, no, this is good. <laughs> you know, like three stars is like, it's good, but like it's not there. Yeah. But I still recommend it. Now, two and one... Those are like, oof, yeah, no, like, so yeah, I'm glad I, we read it. Same. Fine. I will definitely recommend it to others to read it. Yeah. But that's if about you, it. All. If you like fluffy romance, like, cutesy lovers type, then it's probably up your street. I'm just not a romance reader. Oh, I definitely am a romance reader, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, I needed a lot more romance, I think. 
I think I expected more. It was just too much politics and it just took away from the romance. Yeah. They had nice scenes and there was a lot of random public sex scenes that I was a bit shocked at, but yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, what is going on? <laughs> like, that's not very royal of you, Henry. No. But yeah, I enjoyed the book. It was good. I liked the fact that we could sort of talk about it on our podcast because we can relate to the UK, US sort of dynamic. But I liked reading about time zone difference and especially seeing as it's like, what, eight o'clock for me and what time is it for you? Almost two. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's nice to see that reflected in a book. But yeah, um, <laughs> I guess that's everything. We want to thank you for spending this time listening to us and for supporting us. If you want to keep up to date with our reading, then you can find us on Instagram or join our Discord server. Links are in the episode description. If you want to ask us any questions or request any books for us to cover in future episodes, then drop us a message on Instagram or send us an email to that's on our TBR at outlook.com. Listen in again soon to hear us continue our bookish chats.